Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 39 of Talking Jacks. This is a wonderful winning streak edition of the podcast, and I am your host, Alex Warren, and joined, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Ben Gosshorn. How are you doing today, Ben? I am doing really good. I uh, I pulled a full Chris Davis on this game um, and completely avoided spoilers. I, w- I was as pretty I. happy with myself. Yeah. It's, uh, I put my phone on airplane mode at the wedding that I was at and then all the way home. Uh, yeah. And then all the way through the game until <laughs> halftime. So I was watching on the Apple TV and I decided instead of uh, fast forwarding through the halftime because – on the Apple TV, you have to just constantly click over and over and over and over. You can't like, oh. well, there probably is a way to fast forward without doing that. I just don't know how to do it because I haven't had the yeah. Apple TV very long. And I got so you. I was like, I'll just sit through the commercials and I, I'll catch up on Twitter. And so that's what I did. I sat I like read through all the, the tweets from the first half. And then when it was like, uh. when they, when I saw the tweets that were like, oh, we're starting the second half. I was like, oh, and I put my phone down. Yep. Until. So wait. Is that how because you have that Twitter app that like has actual chronological order? Yes, that's okay. Yeah, uh, that, Tweetbot. If you close. if you are willing to pay, I think five dollars for your Twitter to be chronological, uh, then it is completely worth it. I've had Tweetbot for years. Yeah. This mm. this episode is sponsored by Tweetbot. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Davis thing is is brought to you by Tweetbot. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't touch my phone. Until Jan Ekra scored. Yeah. And then, after trying not to scream and wake up my wife and my neighbors uh, and <laughs> quietly running around my living room celebrating, I picked up my phone and just tweeted, like, Jan Ekra with a million letters. Yeah. Okay. It's funny you did that because I did that as a thing. I noticed that. The moment it happened. <laughs> the other funny thing is uh, Tall Man Woj did the exact same thing. <laughs> So uh, yeah, it's uh, it helps it's that re- he has a very tweetable name, like yeah, like you can add all the A's and all to the Ekra and the Yan. Yeah, so you can just make it Yan Ekra. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good like celebration name. It's it's really good, um, but this game in general was. I don't know that it necessarily. Well, I guess it did go kind of the way I, I expected it to. Did I predict a 1-0 win? I don't even remember. I think uh, I did. I don't. Did I write down the predictions in the notes? That's I normally write them down in the show notes. I That's don't, a good question. I want to take a look at that. Because I feel like I, I did. Forgot, I forgot to do it. So if one of our I'm listeners saying, wants to tweet at us who listened to the previous episode and tell us what we predicted, because I don't remember what I predicted either. I think I, think I, you predict, like, I think I predicted nil-nil. It was nil nil or one one. I think it was a draw, which like the so the funny thing is, um, I went like ten minutes into the game. I saw in the Slack chat you post something about Ekra because I forgot to turn the notifications off on that. So I, but I quickly swiped up because I didn't want to read it. So I figured something happened with Ekra, but the way the game like went about mm-hmm. by like thirty minutes into the game, I would have been completely okay and not been surprised if it would have been a zero zero draw just based on the way we were playing the way um ottawa was playing very defensively um 
I would have been very, I would have, I would have been okay with a draw, honestly. Um, all things considered, because they they played really well in the sense that they didn't really give us a whole lot of room. Nope, they uh, executed their game plan perfectly. They bunkered. Yeah, I mean, there were times where they had all eleven players in their own half, mm-hmm. like almost in their final third. Like there were moments where we would get the ball out on the wing, and we'd have. It'd be like Alex, Cato, and Jorge would be the only independence players in the picture. And then there were yeah. like seven Fury players in the picture. Mm-hmm. It was just like yeah. we were not going to get anything quickly. Uh, no. They forced us to be patient, which we did an okay job being patient. Uh, yeah. We didn't f- try to force too many long balls. We only had 12 crosses, which was fantastic to see us not just result to lumping the ball into the box and hoping somebody would win a header. Uh, yeah. Because in the past, we have reverted to that uh, when we played teams that bunkered like this against yeah. us. So it was nice to see us try to combine. Uh, you could tell it took us quite a while to get used to the turf, and we still mm. never really got used to it. There were a couple players. I think Cato, with his playing in MLS – uh, he's got a lot more experience playing on turf, I guess, in America, and uh, or I guess yeah. or Canada in this case. It yeah. seemed like he kind of knew how the ball was going to bounce more than anybody else on our team, which was surprising because he's yeah. never, he's not played in Ottawa to my knowledge. But he yeah. he would sometimes with his first touch he would almost bang the ball into the ground in order to make it bounce so that he could go yeah. chase it. Uh, mm. So it was interesting to see how that affected the. T- I mean, the ball was just bouncing all over the place. It was like almost like a basketball game at times, with the way yeah. the ball was hitting the ground and just like on a trampoline almost. Mm-hmm. But I would. Uh, but yeah, this uh, Ottawa. You can tell too how much Ottawa has changed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they honestly like. I would have been completely okay with the tie with because they were they're a really well organized, um, and they had, they took their opportunities pretty darn well all things considered. Yeah, they um, they only had a couple like like we talked about previously, um, but but yeah, I mean they they when they went on the counter they went on it and they and that's that's what they do. And um, they were committed to shooting whether or not it was a quality shot or not. <laughs> yeah, they outshot us. Uh, 14 to 7 but I think mm-hmm. 9 of their shots were outside the box and yep. I think maybe only 2 or 3 of them were threatening in any way uh, yeah I think I think I Dykstra just looking- had 3 saves or maybe 2 saves and then Javon Watson had a I guess it's not a save it's a clearance in that case <laughs> yeah clearance um, but I think what was it I think we either had the same amount of inside the box shots no, or we had, one I think we had more, more. We had one more. That's what it was. I knew it was had, very simple. It was yeah. like so all we, of ours we were inside the, the box. Shots them, but half of our shots were inside the box. Yeah. Which I think is a major um, – it's really the way we – I don't want to say have to play, but that's the way uh, Jeffries wants to do it, which um, it, it, the game plan worked really well. I was honestly a little surprised to not see Zayed start again. Um, I was a little bit surprised with that as well. 
Yeah. Uh, we have a couple. We have a, some questions about that, so I guess we'll kind of save that conversation. Really, mm-hmm. a lot of the questions kind of dictate our conversation. So I hate to go over anything that we're going to answer later now. Yeah. But there, I think Ottawa's best chance of the game came on that counterattack where there was a 50-50 ball and Sam Vines kind of pulled out of the tackle mm-hmm. and just got blown by. That was his yeah. first really big, almost costly mistake that he's made in a long time. Uh, and yeah. he, it really showed his inexperience there. Mm-hmm. But it worked yeah. out because I don't know if the Ottawa player didn't see that he had a man who would have been wide open if he had just played him on the left side. I mean, there's, uh, I don't know, 10, 15 yards between the guy and our, the closest defender. Yeah. And Dykstra has not been great in those one-on-one moments. So mm-hmm. I'd wager that if he, instead of taking the shot from outside of the box on that counter, uh, and this is in the 71st minute, I think. Instead, yeah. If he instead lays it, off to the guy streaking down the left flank. Ottawa probably goes up 1-0 at that time. Yeah. But he did. Dykstra made a good save. And uh, mm-hmm. we Jungsu cleared it out. So, Which, speaking of Jungsu, thought he had his best game of the season so far. Really? He was a beast. Yeah, I, I thought he was really good. There he was, had, he, there was well, like two moments where he did some really weird... Like There was one moment where he had a guy just right on him, and he just had showed no urgency to clear the ball or pass it. He just kind of stood there and let the guy take the ball from him. And then there was another one where I forget what he did. He did something, and it was kind of a bad giveaway. But those, other than that, defensively, he was excellent. He was everywhere. He was heading balls away. He was making tackles. He was in the right positions. Him and Javon Watson were just really strong as a pair, in my opinion. Yeah, how did you I, see that? I thought there was definitely there was a couple times. The one main time I'm thinking of towards the later latter part of the game, there was a moment where they both were. I think there was a there was a, a bad pass, and it went basically in between both of them, and they both like told each other to do the same thing at once. So it was a little bit of miscommunication at that point, um, but you can definitely tell they're getting used to each other. Um, they're getting used to working together and the the passing back and forth and getting to space um, and using Dykstra effectively as well. Um, I really think – see, it's funny you thought Jungsu had probably his best game of the year. I think Watson maybe had his best game of the year. That Not that he hasn't – I would really agree with games, I would agree with think, both statements. I think both statements can be true. Yeah. I think they both played true. really well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think that helped because they were under a lot of pressure – because we were so high up the field yeah. that, yep. I mean, basically anytime Ottawa had a break, it was going to be a two on two or a two on three with, you know, one of the fullbacks or maybe Kevon George back helping them out. So mm-hmm. I just thought they played really well. Dykstra, like you said, played really well. Yeah. There was one save early on that I would like to have seen him gather rather than punch away. Cause it didn't seem like it was hit that hard, but I mean, if we're going to nitpick, that would be my only complaint. But other than that, I thought he was no, I think he was really strong. Uh, yeah. So it, it, it seemed like the, that, that back three little triangle there between those three played really well uh, and kind of 
kept us in the game long enough to scrap out the victory because the front yeah, line, I mean, I mean, the front line did okay. It was really, really difficult with the way Ottawa wanted to play the game. Yeah. Uh, they wanted, they just didn't give us a lot of space and our attack thrives on having space and mm-hmm. movement. And so when there's not a lot of space and not, and you're getting swarmed every time you touch the ball, it was good to see us not, like I said, not just result to lumping in bad crosses and opening ourselves up to counter attacks. Yeah. Um, stuff like that. But I don't know. I thought we played about as well as we could have given all of the, uh, the tactics and strategies that were at hand for the two teams. Yeah. It, um, and it's definitely worth noting too, how good of a streak Ottawa was on because yeah, I they mean, kept six clean sheets in a row. Yeah. And that's, they were really good defensively too. I mean, it, I think we'll definitely talk about the goal a little bit later on um, when we talk about Zayed a little bit more with the questions. But really, it was it was a really good... The game plan was perfect for this game, I think. Um, like I said, I was a little, maybe not confused, but a little surprised we didn't see Zayed. But really, this is exactly the way we needed to play to get a win or even a, to get points in this game. Yeah. If we would have played with with Zayed primarily, I don't know that we necessarily get a result here. I think that's fair because um, maybe with if you have a guy like Zayed who is a bit more of a presence in the box, maybe you are tempted to just aim crosses at his head and hope yeah. that they get around the three defenders that are surrounding him. Whereas mm-hmm. with Jorge, the temptation is not really there because you're yeah. – <laughs> I mean, I think we've seen Her- Herrera score like one-headed goal – in the last few seasons, he it's just not yeah. his. That's not his game. So no. to kind of eliminate that temptation maybe was a smart tactical decision, or maybe it was just they wanted to give Zayat a rest. I don't. I don't know. You know, with Calvert's situation not being healthy, uh, Zayat is on the other side of thirty. I want to say he's thirty-two. Uh, yeah, he's up. So I don't know. Maybe it's a little bit of a both type situation because I think we are we do have our first three games in ten days of the season stretch coming up. Uh, yeah, we go. I think Saturday this coming Saturday, then Wednesday, and then Saturday. So maybe it yeah, was a good point. Let's rest Syed for this game so that he can start for these games or you know something like that. I don't know. Yeah, but like you I said, think also. It comes down to um, the fact that Ottawa is a really physical team, um, and they're really—they're a big team too. Yeah, because I mean, their their left back, um, Anua Obasi, number seven. Yeah. he was huge. He was—I think you know, they said I, he was like six two. He he was six four, I think. I I looked it up because I almost thought he was as tall as. Slogan. Oh really? Uh, but he according according to his well, Eddie Wikipedia, Edward on the other side is is pretty big guy too yeah he that and that's the thing is they're a really stout team so i don't think the idea of throwing in crosses and and moving people around is going to work very well because that's it wouldn't seem to me like that ottawa's going to chase people around like because they didn't obviously mm-hmm. um so i think it was a really really smart move and i, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if this is our 
starting 11 for the the beatless time that we normally have around here where, where Jeffries doesn't change his starting 11 no matter what. Um, I think we may see more rotation than last year simply based on the fact of people getting healthy um, and the fact that we have more options. Yeah. But I would be completely okay with this starting 11 starting every single game with the fact that the, the chemistry they've built together. Because um, the other thing, that big thing that I noticed, especially in the first half, was how even when they had opportunities and chances to control the ball and things like that, like they kind of did in the second half, there was always one or two people running towards the ball, the guy with the ball, whether it was Alex and um, oh, I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. Whether it was Alex and Jung Soo or Alex and Vines or it was Cato and Johnson or just different people attacking players and stifling the attack that they had. Um, yeah, so that's I thought, one really... I thought we pressed pretty well in the game. Uh, yeah. And we tried to win the ball back early. It, it just led to a lot of 50-50 battles in the midfield. Mm-hmm. There was, when we weren't just controlling possession, it seemed like it was just kind of chaos, which is maybe what yep. Ottawa wanted. But we almost mm-hmm. benefited from that a few times. There were a few counterattacks that we had off of 50-50 balls like that where we were maybe one pass away from being in on goal. Uh, so, yeah. like you said, I thought we had a pretty good strategy, and they did too. And that was one of the reasons I was so encouraged by the win is Ottawa played exactly how they wanted to play, and we still beat them. And that's the yeah. kind of, those are the kind of wins that uh, can feel like they're worth more than three points. You know what I mean? Like yeah. To go in and play a team who plays a really good game, and you maybe don't play your best game, and you still win. It, that that's a great feeling. That's that to me. That's yeah. almost better than you know dismantling uh, a Richmond team three one. You know, it's yeah. It's, it's no, really I, encouraging. I I would definitely agree with that, especially with the stretch that we're in right now. Um, to get four results in a row, all three points. Um, to to do it twice a row twice in a row on the road especially when we haven't done great on the road and we haven't had that experience too and it's on turf i mean we've seen every yeah. time we've gone up to richmond we're not good we saw last year when we went to ottawa we were terrible last year when we played in ottawa um we we were just not very good i don't i don't recall mm-hmm. um so this i was very hesitant to think that we'd get three points in this game um but they did it. I, I mean, I really think everyone had a top-notch game other than the one mistake um, Vines had, uh, like you talked about with the he went high and, and Hayworth went low. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's hard to really even pinpoint who had the the best game at it from the team because it was such a team win, really. I mean, yeah. I... I don't know. If I, I had I would, to vote anybody man of the match, I think I would pick Jung Soo. Or maybe the combo of Jung Soo and Javon Watson, which is not really yeah. a man of the match. But they were, <laughs> yeah. to me, they were the the anchor. They were the backbone of everything because they kept us in it. If we had given yeah. up a cheap goal on a counterattack on a bad giveaway because one of them was out of position or just didn't get back fast enough, uh, mm-hmm. that would have probably changed the the whole i don't know that would have that would just change the trajectory of the game 
because then Ottawa would just be able to bunker even more. So to mm-hmm. keep that clean yeah. sheep as long as we did just allowed us to keep pressing forward and keep Ottawa at least a little bit on the back foot or keep them a little off balance, I guess, because yeah. there were times where they would, I mean, like off of the weird corner kick where they put everybody on the goal yeah. line, we almost, we almost broke out. If Joel Johnson ended up on the left side, we almost broke yep. out and scored an identical goal just on the other side of the goal that we scored against them in the very first match of the season where we scored yep. off of a counterattack from their corner kick. It was almost a mirror image on the other side. It's just they had one guy get back and, and knock the ball out of bounds. So yep. they, there were moments where Ottawa was taking risks where if they get an early goal or a goal at all, that maybe they don't take that risk and maybe we don't end up getting that goal at the end of the game, which was a, yeah. which was an interesting goal. Uh, Jorge played in Zayed really well. Uh, Zayed timed his run perfectly to stay on yeah, side because that... he froze the, the D they all were looking for the offside flag, but I think he was clearly on side. And uh, then the, the ball back to Jorge was a good thought it was just there was a guy that uh i think i can't even tell who it is but he the ottawa player beat jorge to the ball but then there's ekra anticipating the bounce beats beats the Mm -hmm. guy to it makes a great first touch and then yes he gets helped with the deflection but yeah it it found the back of the net and that's all that matters yeah i was I was sort of terrified that they weren't going to give them the goal, that it was going to be an own goal. We were going to get robbed again. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, he, it's really nice. I mean, you can say what you want to with the fact that he it's technically a deflected goal. Um, but he's been a major catalyst. Like, when he after he scored the goal and there was the um, – the tackle Eddie Edwards had on him where his cleat went into his yes, shin. Yes, that was scary. I was, oh, I was really scared. I'm not going to lie. It was it was a moment that I was really terrified to see what was going to happen to him because he's a, he's a major catalyst to everything that's been going right for us in this game because you swap him out with, number one, we don't have anybody healthy to really swap him out. So he w- without him being there and playing as well as he has been playing, we have to completely change our strategy, um, mm-hmm. which not that we can't do it well doing the other way, but it completely changes everything um, ultimately. So it, it's and it's just really good to see a player that's been through that much, that many changes and that much history with us to to be playing well. Yeah, uh, this amount of stretch. I mean, three goals in four games is good for any player, let alone a player that may not really be the Obviously, the primarily primary striking or us attacking person on our team, but um, it's funny because I was thinking about it, and I, previously I think we all kind of joked that we don't want Ekra to take shots because <laughs> we've seen in the past. Now I'm like, just just shoot it, Ekra. Just do it. Do your thing. Well, he still only took the one shot. I mean, of course, as a team, we only yeah. took seven. So true, but. But yeah, the the Ekra, uh, not phenomenon, but his his like meteoric rise, so to speak, 
has been yeah. really cool to watch because we've yeah. always liked him as a player and yeah it's just we felt like he was being played out of position so much that it was mm-hmm. killing his confidence and it, we just weren't able to see this version of Jan Ecker last season uh no but this first, I like this version of Jan Ekra. Even though he's play, he's still playing that number 10 the last two games he has, which it's hard to call him a number 10 because he's just totally different. But he yeah. is so important with his hold-up play. He's, mm-hmm. There was a moment he had three Ottawa players trying to take the yeah. ball off of him at the, in the middle of the field, and they couldn't do it. They fouled him. No. And it's just like, there's, it's like there's a moment like that in every single game. That yeah. he does that. And every time I'm just like, holy crap, Jan Ekra is the strongest human in the world. Because <laughs> they just, they can't, nobody can take the ball off of him. It's, it's insane. No, it, it's, it's really, it's, it's really fun to watch him play. And it's really exciting to see his, um, it finally, it, it, it's almost like Jeffries is essentially rewarding him and playing a style of football that is directly, um, Hinging on his play, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, they're playing through basically... him, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what I'm trying to say. Um, the other thing, not to to derail from the the Onekra fan club uh, hour, but um, I can't wait to get my T-shirt. Oh, I'm so excited! I'm I'm probably gonna have to I'm gonna have to wear it like every game now um, because I'm so excited to wear it. But um, the other major thing. I'm going to have to make a gif of it because or a video clip of it if, if Jason doesn't do it. Um, but I want I wanted to know if you noticed this very early on in the game, maybe like 15 minutes or so into it. There was a moment where Alex and uh, Steven Dos Santos were like battling for the ball. Yeah, like normal Alex and fighting, and- <laughs> like aggressively attacking each other. And Alex is like five, seven with high cleats on and Steven <laughs> Dos Santos I think is like large six, he's large six five plus six five plus um and he was still holding his own but they were on the the end line and just normal Alex like I was afraid Alex was gonna get do do a normal Alex thing and like step over him or something nothing happened number one after the play, because it went out of bounds. Yeah, I know. It's, it I know exactly what you're too. talking about. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad you know what I'm talking about. I, he not. I think he lost the ball out of bounds, and he did a little high five with the guy. Yeah. What What is that? It It put a smile to my face. Honestly, that's um, that happened. Not you know that not exactly that same way, but Alex was like that all night. There were yeah. several times where he would battle for a ball and knock the guy over, and and then help him up, and then just continue on it's yep. just like you know he it's like he's finally turned that corner and he still got that it was like you know how richard was asking us if the new alex is losing a step like on the field because he's not as fiery but i mm-hmm. i don't think so because he was i mean he was physical in this game now, yeah. I mean, everybody was because this was that type of game it was scrappy the referee was letting a lot of the contact go but she was very consistent. I thought she handled the game really well. She didn't let it get out of control. Uh, yeah. But she was letting the contact go, and there was like a clear – both teams kind of 
knew they had a little bit more leeway than they normally would with the fouling because yeah. that I mean it mm-hmm. was just a very physical game, but it wasn't chippy, which was which yeah. was cool to see. And but it was I think that benefited Ottawa a little bit, but I'll agree so. it uh, it was good to see all of our players, not just Alex. Everybody kept their heads, and we yeah. were just I mean we were just patient. Mm-hmm. There's it was, uh, it was a good win. Yeah, and but this makes it three games in a row without a yellow card for nobody Alex. had nobody on the team had a yellow card either. Oh, you're right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, nobody one, had a yellow one card. One card in the game. It was the one at the very end. Yep. And it was you know unfortunate. It was just an accident, but he he did his yeah. foot went over the ball and yeah. got Ekra. But the only other thing we definitely need to talk about is the fact that we have technically gotten and i hate to say lucky but we have gotten lucky um with two calls in a row uh being the richmond game the the non-handball and the um the the absolute back pass oh the back pass yeah 100 percent back pass i can see why the referee missed it because she was on the wrong side and they both did go for the ball so yeah i can definitely see why they missed it in real time uh, but that one, yes, we were fortunate. I thought we we got a little bit of the bad end of that call. I think early in the game there was a handball in the box that we maybe should have oh, had a penalty. Yep. yep. I never we never saw that re- the reverse angle, so I couldn't tell if it hit the side where of his shoulder that was tucked in, or if it hit the other yeah. side where his arm was like out of his you know out, way outside. Mm-hmm. You couldn't tell which side it hit, but. You know, those yeah. calls tend to even out over the season. The thing, too, is did you hear – were you listening to the to the game when you mm-hmm. watched it? Yeah. Okay. The, so you noticed how originally the, the announcers were like, oh, that wasn't a handball. I don't and know what they the saw the replay and they were like, oh, like, that might have been a handball. <laughs> yeah, that was probably <laughs> – that yeah. I thought was hilarious. But also shout out to the Ottawa announcers because they were great. They were fantastic. They were goofy. I thought they were, they were probably my favorite duo. They were goofy. Uh-oh. I enjoyed them, though. I I will say, they were not obnoxious. Exactly. And they weren't, like, they weren't annoying to listen to as an away fan. Because there's a lot of, like, oh, that that foul should have been called. Oh, the Mm. independents didn't deserve that, or they didn't deserve this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, They were biased without being uh, unfair about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, they were saying, we, a lot, when... in terms of ottawa but they weren't being uh unfair i don't think mm-hmm. it's uh definitely some good points um is there anything else you want to cover with the game no, let's jump into these questions, questions? Cause yeah they kind of are a good way to wrap up the episode i think so all right first question uh comes from jason bailey and it says do you think Keeping the same starting eleven for the first time this season is riding a hot team or a tactical decision. We kind of hit on this earlier, but I think it may be yeah. a, just a bit of both. I think maybe mm-hmm. it was a tactical decision to keep Zayed out again because it worked yeah. so well in Richmond. Mm-hmm. And maybe, like you said, they are—you know—Coach Jeffries does like to find a starting eleven and then stick with it. That's been yeah. his tendency almost. He he doesn't rotation is not his strong suit, basically. Yeah. So I, I think it's I, it, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if we see some rotation depending on strategy and, and um 
team we're going to play against and things like that. But, um, I mean, kind of looking ahead to the New York Red Bulls two game, I would pretty, I'd be pretty surprised if we changed it. Um, based on the fact that they're counter based and things like that. If we play this type of a style, I don't think that I think it'll it'll lend itself better to a New York Red Bull style game defensive wise than more of an attacking minded um, playing style. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah i I think it's a little bit of both. Like I said, but the one I'm interested in is not so much Zayed versus Herrera or one of the midfielders, I guess, because normally uh, instead of eh, whatever, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. But it, my, the one I was most surprised to see was Javon Watson back in instead of Duckett because Javon Watson yeah. came out early in the first half of, oh, the, of last week's game. So I guess you, he you know what? recovered I from his injury. That. Yeah. And I, I assume Duckett is okay to play, like healthy, but maybe he's yeah. not fully fit. I don't know. He he was fully fit. He was fit enough to come on in relief last week, uh, and mm-hmm. then he played. You know, thirty seconds last night at yeah, the end. Basically, uh, so that was the one that surprised me more than Zayed Herrera over Zayed. Uh, but mm-hmm. but we'll see. I don't know. Zayed was. I thought Zayed was really strong in his. I don't know what ten minutes, fifteen minutes. Yeah, it was yeah, a ten minutes. minutes yeah. I thought I thought he brought something. I mean, he had instant impact. Uh, yeah, he brought a little bit something different. I kind of was thinking we would have saw him earlier. Uh, True, but I, you know, it worked. So who am I to second guess that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the thing. It got us three points. So yeah, yeah. All right. So the next question is also from Jason Bailey, and this is so far we have. Three people who have asked two questions, which is great. Yeah. Very good symmetry. Uh, mm-hmm. So Jason asks, we've played only played 11. Uh, man, sorry. We've only played four of 11 away and only three against the top half. Are we in a false position of fourth place? What do you think? Um, I, I, I'm trying to find a way for me to say that we're not in a false position. Um, because based on who we're around right now and where the standings are, um, I don't, I, I don't think we're where we're going to be at the end of the season. Honestly, um, I mean, if you look at it now, India's tenth. I can't imagine they're going to stay at that position. The Rowdies are eighth. Again, I'd be yeah, amazed if they're they that. They just way. went through a coaching change, so and they've got yeah, they're they're true. still tinkering with their lineup. I think. Seems like Cody Mizell's been benched over there. I mean, I don't want to go too far into the rowdy exactly. talk, but they yeah. uh, they're still trying to figure things out. I don't know if they're going to be as good as we thought we, they were going to be in preseason, which that it, happens every yeah. year to somebody. Usually, it's Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Seems like Cincinnati yeah. might actually be pretty decent this year. Uh, yeah, but they almost lost to the Red Bulls. It was at home though, or away, I guess. Well, but the um, Red Bulls are that team that can lose to anybody and beat anybody. Yeah, that's true. And and yeah. by the by the same scoreline, you know what I mean? They can lose to anybody yeah. 5-1 or beat anybody 5-1 any given day. Just depends mm-hmm. on who they play like and 
you know what they had for breakfast or something. They that's just that's just <laughs> how they've always been. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree. But I think saying we're in a false position is a little harsh. I think maybe fourth is a little bit inflated, but not mm-hmm. much. I, I would say so far, if you throw out a couple of the outlier games, I think we. I mean, we talked about in the beginning of preseason, we thought we could finish anywhere between fourth and seventh. But the East is yep. just so strong this year. I think fourth, the margin between fourth and seventh could end up being like four or five points, you know? Yeah. I mean, you so look. It's tough to say we're in a fault position. Nine but or four points yeah, away from each other. I, th- I think we have benefited oh. from a easier schedule early in the season for sure, both in yep. terms of strength of opponent and being at home so much of course we did get that extra home game which we did not expect but i think we've done a pretty good job of taking care of business in the games we needed to uh the loss obviously the loss to uh north carolina hurts and those two really bad performances on the road against nashville and charleston well i guess i i don't think that was a bad performance in charleston we kind of got unlucky with that second yellow card uh but the bad performance in Nashville, yeah, uh, I think hurt yeah. us. It would have been nice to get a point out of that game, uh, but all in all, I think we're in a really good position. I think how many games have we played now? Eleven. Eleven, yep. Yeah. So we're a little more than a little less than a third through the season, mm-hmm. and I think we're off to a really good start. So I'm 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 very happy with how we've started, and it will only get tougher. But you can only play who's on your schedule, you know, you can only play the team in front of you. So, yeah, I would agree with all that. Right. Wade Brazel. Is that how you pronounce it, Ben? You've met him in person. Did I get the pronunciation? Uh, right? I, I believe that's correct. Okay. Yes. Wade asks the most important question assume it's the of the day. Uh, do you think the whole team now needs to dye their hair blonde? And my answer yes. is an emphatic. Yes. I, I, I mean, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I kind of want to dye my hair blonde now. <laughs> do you want to dye it blonde or do you want to dye it silver? Because I guess those are the two options you got. Well, let's see. The person who dyed their hair blonde is scoring goals like crazy. The person who dyed their hair silver has just mellowed out a little bit. So I guess just yeah. may, maybe take that onto the individual basis. If you need, if like, if you're just like a really high strung person, you need to mellow out a little bit, go with the silver. Yeah. But if you just want to start, <laughs> banging in goals so to speak in your profession you need to dye your hair blonde or at least like the top maybe i'll just do the top blonde and then leave this like the sides because i have that the short side so maybe i'll leave the shot the sides uh, the same color yeah. and then do blonde on top there maybe you go. i'll maybe i'll That's be able a- to increase my job prospects that way <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a good talking point. Why is your hair blonde? Well, well, let, let me, me tell you about Jan Ekra. <laughs> <laughs> Immediate hiring. Um, yeah, that, that that it's it's really funny to see how much um, it has changed since that happened. Um, how much his game has has changed and everything. So it's it's pretty cool. But yeah, I'm a fan. I think we should have a, a hair dye night. On June sixteenth for the Charleston game, we should all just dye our hair. It could be temporary for those of you who have real professional jobs who can't dye their hair blonde permanently. 
<laughs> so, all right. Wade has a, another more serious question. Although, I don't know. That first one was pretty serious too. Yeah. Uh, but he says, after starting, I think it was two games and playing well in those games, why has Amon Zayed come off the bench the past couple of games? I think we touched on this a little bit earlier. But I think it is. Mm-hmm. it has just been a little bit of a tactical decision, or maybe it was in the Richmond game they wanted to rest him, and, but we played so well. They're like, oh, well, this lineup allows us to play this way, whereas yep. playing with Zayed leads us to play a little bit more direct. Uh, yep. But I think you can't go wrong either way. I think he's a really good player. I think he mm-hmm. might actually be better than Calvert at this stage in their careers. Uh, I would think so. I He just seems to be more consistent. And, of course, Calvert's mm-hmm. hurt. So I hate, you know, he's probably been playing hurt a lot this season. So maybe that's a little bit harsh on him. Yeah. Uh, but he, Zayed seems to be getting some chemistry with the guys. Mm-hmm. And so if he's going to be our super sub long-term, I don't think that's a bad option. Uh, exactly. But if he's going to be a starter more often than not, that's also not a bad option either. <laughs> he's yeah, uh, it's he's one of those players. I think it is maybe just a tactical decision. Maybe it's like we've talked about with the midfield. Maybe we construct the front line based on our opponent too. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. I I think this is a really great question as well because on paper there's no reason why we shouldn't be starting him. Right. It the top eleven that we have or we would normally have based on formation um, would be Zayed. Um, but l- like you said and like we've talked about, I think it comes down to what uh, Jeffries wants to do, what he sees the other team doing. Um, and, and how he wants to essentially break them down. Um, and it lends itself more, and it also makes it really good because we can have that much of an attacking option come off the bench rather than maybe start a game. And I think Zayed's style of play, not that he couldn't go a full 90 or it wouldn't be effective in a full 90. I think it's almost more effective as a super sub in a way. Um, to break down a tired defense and get him to, because the moment you see Zayed on the field, you're like, okay, we we've got to stop him. Mm-hmm. Um, and later on in the game, when he's coming on fresh and the other players are maybe a little bit more tired from chasing everybody around, maybe they're going to make more mistakes mentally and, and, and physically. So yeah, I, I think that that may be a, a host of the reasons why that could be it. It's nice to have the problem too. Whereas yeah. last year it was who do we have on the bench? Oh, okay, nobody. Cool. <laughs> you know. Yep. We didn't have a lot of game changers coming off the bench in the past. And yep. so this this season it's nice to have some different options. I mean, we've got Mwapi who can come on and change the game. We've got Zayed, we've got if you want to put Herrera in that category. If he's not starting, although I think he started every game, uh, yeah. So we, we've got we've got guys who can come off the bench and be a spark, which is great. It's a great problem to have where you've got so many guys pushing to be in that starting eleven. Yeah, it's uh, and it's really cool to see that we're not essentially um, stuck 
using certain subs every time. Mm-hmm. Like depending on how the game can go, we can bring on a duck or a docket in the 90th minute for a Herrera and add an extra defender when we need to hold on to a a 1-0 lead rather than just putting on whoever it is mm-hmm. and putting them out of position. You know what I mean? Like we can we can use our substitutes tactically um, rather than just well, this is the only person we got. We got to sub them out yeah. or sub them in or whoever. Um, it's a it's a good time to be an Independence fan, I think. It is. Also, I just realized Richard asked two questions, but one of them was a reply to Jason, not to us. So, oh, not, Richard. not perfect symmetry. Oh, well. So Richard asks our final question of the episode. He did, has not seen the game yet, but the stats certainly look good for Charlotte, especially in possession and passes but not so much in attack. Are they a fair reflection of the game? And despite the win, are Charlotte still too shy when shooting on goal? And then there's several screenshots of the stats. So I I didn't look at the stats until this morning, and I didn't realize how drastic the possession was. I mean, I, mean, I, re- I saw it at halftime. It was 71 to yeah. you know 29 or whatever. And so I just assumed that that number went up pretty dr- drastically in the second half, but it didn't. It ended at... Sixty-eight and thirty-two. If you round up or round down, I guess. Uh, yep. I think the stats are pretty fair. Mm-hmm. I just think it shows what kind of game Ottawa wanted to play. They they wanted to set their. I mean, their back line spent most of the time behind their eighteen-yard box. I would say. Uh, yeah. Their midfield line was not far in front of them. <laughs> they were just really compact. Uh, yeah. They were behind the ball. They, When we got the ball in the final third, they swarmed us and tried to take it off of us and launch counterattacks. And they employed that pretty consistently the whole game, uh, It was, which is a stark contrast to what they did in Charlotte or tried to do in Charlotte. And we're, mm-hmm. Whereas we were the team that was kind of sitting in our own half and then countering quick. So that was different. Uh, this, yeah. But, but yeah, I, th- I think the stats are a fair reflection of the game. I think we could have maybe taken a couple more shots, but we were f- being forced to be patient or, you know, I, I was happy to see that we didn't get frustrated and just start launching shots from outside the box. Yep. Uh, which is kind of what they did at times. Mm-hmm. But it, it definitely seemed like that was. Um, I, I think the stats dictate that we may not have had as many opportunities technically, but we still had six opportunities in the box. Of seven, six of seven shots from the box. Um, granted, only one of them were on target, which was the goal, of course. Um, but I think it also it, it dictates that we were we're not going to force shots from outside the box. We weren't going to waste opportunities necessarily. Um, and I think it also shows that um, Ottawa wasn't being as patient as we were as well. Um, they were maybe firing off too quickly, like we talked about on that one. Um, breakaway they had where um, uh, what was his name uh, Oliviera was wide open for 10 yards and, and could have received a ball and, and gotten a very good um, 
goal opportunity but didn't get it. Um, I think it also shows you how really well we did on defense um, as a whole between stopping opportunities, um, Dykstra having a really good game. Because the three saves he had, um, if it was the three, if I'm not mistaken, yes, three, um, were, all, were, were all fantastic saves. Um, where maybe earlier on in the season, I, I, w- I mean, I was a little bit hesitant to think that he was going to save some of them, to be honest with you. But I think he's he's showed me there's no reason why he should be benched, I don't think. I think he that what he offers, like I kind of talked about in the last episode, what he offers is support um, for Javon and, and Lee and to come off his line in, in an aggressive manner, I think is exactly what we need for this style of play. Um, Sometimes. And I think he's a hundred percent earned his starting position. Yeah, he's done. He's been a lot yeah. more consistent. Um, in the back of my mind, I still am always going to be worried that there's going to be a howler. But I think that, yeah, I mean that happens to any goalkeeper that makes a bad mistake like that. So, yeah, maybe it's time we just give him the benefit of the doubt, like you said, and try to mm-hmm. forget about the howler. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that that yeah. does it for our questions, though. I, I, are we still shy when shooting on goal? I guess we'll answer that second part. What do you think? I, I mean, I think in this game, I don't think we were shy. I think we were just patient. Yeah. I, I think I sometimes we are, to, to be fair. I think sometimes yeah. we do try to play the perfect pass instead of just ha- having a shot when we've got a chance. But I think in this yeah. one, I don't remember there being any times where I was frustrated that we didn't shoot, which is good. Yeah. I, I definitely don't remember a distinct moment. Where I was just like, shoot the ball, shoot the ball, yeah. shoot the ball. One of a goal. Yeah. And we just did. Or where there was a moment where the person who had the ball knew that he should have taken a shot, but he was looking for an opportunity to pass the ball off. Um, I, I would definitely not think that at all. Um, yeah. What did you, this is a question just for me. What did you think of Foster being on set piece duty? I think that's new. That's I'm really oh, I'm really glad you brought that up because I totally forgot about that. Um, I think it was. I mean, his corners were good. Um, that first um, thirty-five yard plus. Yeah, uh, where he that was not for so the great. shot and hit um, it. You know, way over the bar. That was not great. Yeah, yeah. not the best. Um, I'm okay with it though. Um, I think it also the, the the thing I was thinking of is normally we've seen Herrera take those opportunities, yeah. and the fact that Herrera is not, or the fact that Herrera is is essentially our main attacking option with this formation, I think is why we're doing that. Yeah, you think um, if maybe Zayed's in the game, then Herrera goes back to set piece duty. Absolutely, okay. I, I think that's the reason why we're doing that because Herrera is in the mindset of I'm going to get in a position to get a rebound or get um, find some empty space. Um, yeah, and I don't think if we put him on set piece duty, then I guess we're lofting it up to Jungsu or Javon, and if that doesn't work, then. We did have a pretty decent opportunity on a couple of different set pieces, I thought. There was that one that Jiangsu headed back 
into the area. Yeah. That one was a little bit dangerous. And one of the corner kicks, it's it, it came to – it was really early in the game. It it was like it got got through some traffic, and it would landed right on Jung Su's foot, and it was like he wasn't ready for it. And so he just he put it put it out. Uh, yeah. But other other than that, I thought, like you said, he the set pieces were okay. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he was. I was surprised to see him take. I think he took every single one. Uh, sure. And I, we had a lot of free kicks, so mm-hmm. that was just different. Uh, I thought he had some good deliveries though, so it'll be interesting to see if he continues to take those or if uh, it kind of rotates back to Herrera. If we make a change in the lineup, mm. that was one of my observations that I wanted to talk about and forgot about. So yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I definitely made a mental note of that, but um, completely forgot about it. Yeah. All right. Well, that does it for us, folks. We will be back on uh, Friday with a Talking Jacks extra. We mm-hmm. are working on locking down a guest for that one. Uh, yes. We, they have agreed to do it earlier in the season. Uh, so we just have to work out the details. So yep. we'll be back in your ears later this week. Hope everybody has a wonderful week. Hit us up online if you have questions, comments, or concerns. Okay. Ben, do you have anything to add? Charleston is coming up. Charleston is looming. Um, in three games. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that is three games. We Charleston play, is eventually. We play coming. New York. We play New York and Atlanta in between. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, we don't want to forget about them. We, <laughs> we've got some. Uh, we've got to uh, get six more points before we get to Charleston. Yeah, but that'll be that'll that, you know that'll be a good one. It'll be nice to have a home game again. I hate yes. having these like so spread out. It's like feast <sighs> or famine with home games. Mm-hmm. I missed last season where it was like every other week we were at home. <laughs> yes, it's it's a difference, and uh, I miss my sportsplex. I miss the town of Matthews, I suppose. Maybe that's what I'm trying to say. Mm, you should go to Matthews then. Not that I can't go there. It's not like it's closed when we don't have independent <laughs> game. Um, All right. But yeah, that, 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 that does it for me. All right. Well, let's enjoy this uh, this week, and we'll talk to you guys later. Come on, you jacks.